0: Hello and welcome back to the Government Technology Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Tierney, and today I want to start by asking you, when was the last time you moved or updated your license, paid your taxes, checked your PO box? These familiar and universal tasks represent just a small amount of the interactions happening every day between local, state, and federal government workers and citizens. While not driven by the same motivations as more traditional enterprise, government organizations, agencies, and programs put no less emphasis on the customer experience or citizen experience in this case. There have been many attempts to create a more responsive and intuitive experience over the years, including a recent push by the Biden administration, which has placed a strong focus on building public trust by optimizing the customer experience for all federal agencies. However, creating the optimal customer experience starts by making changes within an agency that improve the delivery of services to the public. But what are the steps for doing that? Joining us today is Terry Wepert, General Manager and President of Maximus Federal, who brings more than 30 years of experience working with agencies on their transformation journeys, and how this results in delivering a better quality of service to customers regardless of the mission. Terry is here to explain how agencies can transform their delivery of service to optimize customer experience for their constituents and stakeholders. Terry, welcome.
1: Um, thank you for having me here today. I look forward to the conversation and the questions.
0: So, Terry, we'll just go ahead and jump in. Um, the President's Management Agenda, PMA, and his recent executive order on improving customer experience, uh, along with other key pieces of legislation and guidance which have come out recently, really provide a framework for agencies to raise the bar and build a more customer-focused government, which is really to help rebuild public trust in these institutions. So based on all that, where are agencies headed next? And in your opinion, is that where they should be headed or is there something else they should be doing?
1: Um, Well, thank you um, for that question. First of all, agencies are recognizing and I believe preparing to build some of the internal culture and and focus the customer experience sort of in employee engagement and employee focus for the businesses that they do? How can they strengthen, for example, their workforce as they face all of the demands and all the things that are presented to them based on the president's management agenda here? How do they create the awareness and link culture with better experience themselves, right? An example might be Maximus themselves. You know, we're trying to build a full culture around our employee engagement. So are employees happy with our onboarding process? Are they happy with even our recruiting process? Are they good? Are they doing well with the projects that they have currently? And we've invested in cross-functional groups to sort of pull this information out. And that's, that's important because as we get into what the government has to do, for improved customer experience, they're going to have to talk to everybody because you can't you can't do that unless you have the knowledge. If you don't have the understanding with your own team and what they're currently doing every day, you're not going to be able to sort of figure it out. As I think about what Maximus has done with trying to include members of our team, not only from our customer service groups, but up to our technical experts and our subject matter experts, how do you help them with the experience of of Maximus and the business that we're in and what we're delivering? Well, you talk to them. And so we've done that ourselves, and I think that that's an example will benefit what the government has to do. They do this today, too. I'm not suggesting that they don't. But, um, you know, employee surveys, understanding how the employees are engaging, again, very important because those are the folks that are are engaging either with citizens directly or contractors and citizens, et cetera. And then the outcome overall is going to be a better experience.
0: So, Teresa, for this next question, you know, obviously what you just said there was really useful uh, from an internal perspective. But I'd like to look at the externals for a second. Obviously, the government interacts with a large variety of individuals, uh, tremendously different and varied background experiences and then lived experiences. So, you know, how can agencies improve their understanding of key audiences to better address equity and the whole of government in services delivered?
1: Um, I think first you definitely have to understand the vulnerabilities of the audience that you're dealing with. There could be limited language, multiple languages and in some cases, limited financial resources, people with you know, proficiency and knowledge experience to use some of the tools and the methods in terms of customer experience, understanding services in the immigration area, in the federal student aid and education loan processes. The taxpayer process, all those things, the, the Medicare marketplace, all those things, I think you have to understand that those audiences are quite diverse, and you have to have solutions for all of them. You can't just have solutions for one or two of them. That has to be taken into account, and design, whatever the solution is, has to be designed around this. And I believe that the outcome for that is going to be, again, greater flexibility and better experience whether it's a mobile app, which some people can use, or you're going to have to use another service, maybe in our our libraries or or in a kiosk or something else, some other way that has to be um, devised or set up to be able to engage with the citizens more directly. Of course, we've all been through the challenges of COVID, But when CDC launched several different things, you know, they had to launch across multiple channels, right, to communicate. And one of them that we talk about that we did was, you know, if you put in your zip code, you got back where you could go get a vaccination. You have to understand your audience and then design based on that audience um, understanding.
0: So, Teresa, as agencies work to transform their services and the citizen experience, some of these initiatives, especially larger-scale CX transformation efforts, well, they, they come with pretty large price tags. How can agencies properly show how these efforts and changes are producing value and real results and you know, have a really positive return on investment over the long term?
1: Um, I have to agree that there has to be a clear understanding about the ROI, basically, for customer experience investments. And also, because you are, for sure, going to be touching technology and changes to even legacy applications, the cost implications of this can be tremendous. You could look at an ROI in terms of the reduction of tech debt, if you wanted to, or you could look at the ROI in terms of the number of people that have to engage. All of these things are going to reduce costs. And so, as you capture in an ROI, you capture not only the sort of the hard asset, if you will, if you're going to be doing the technology changes, but also the soft dollars, if you will, the return associated with that. And one of those returns, obviously, is improved citizen trust. I think another area that will be important in this model is across collaboration across the entire agency and also maybe even other agencies you know, that are either providing data or sharing data, whether it's across medical, whether it's across IRS or taxes, whether it's across student loans, those are the big examples, or something as as tremendous as the whole CDC interaction. So I think the whole concept, you know, it's not an easy thing to say, hey, I'm going to ease your burden here, or I'm going to cut your costs. I mean, there really does have to be comprehensive planning um, behind it. The technology has to be behind it. And a really I know it's often used, but a roadmap for what you're going to be doing is very important.
0: So Teresa, as we said in the beginning of our conversation, the focus on citizen experience is not anything new. Uh, in fact, it's been the focus of several previous administrations over several decades now, trying to find ways to make uh, the citizen experience more reflective of a customer experience in the private sector. So what's different now uh, with these efforts versus what's happened in the past.
1: I certainly believe the awareness of what's happening is big, is tremendous, much more so. And maybe maybe it was the COVID um, situation that caused all this. We all went remote. All of a sudden, we had to interact differently. We had to understand information dif- different, differently. We had to have real-time access to a lot of things. I think the whole awareness has been raised. And the governance for improving um, citizen experience is more aligned because of all that than it has been in the past. And I think that the improvement in the organizational change, department interactions, etc., again, because maybe, again, the remote aspect of things was in, is important. And um, the CIOs and the agencies were all held accountable for making things work during this difficult time which also caused opportunity for more conversation. Certainly the president's mandate or the executive order has contributed to a focus on this, but I also, again, think the times and also technology have greatly um, contributed to the ability to,
0: to really do this. So building off of that response, you know, it seems that there might be some difficulty in maintaining momentum, you know, admin after admin, decade after decade, what are some of the biggest challenges that you see when it comes to trying to keep the ball rolling forward and to bring a better level of CX to the citizen experience?
1: Um, I think I, I think that it will continue to go forward. I think the demands as a citizen, the demands on you and. The demands we place, actually you and I place on on whether it's commercial industry or whether it's the government we we don't necessarily have the patience anymore to wait for information to come back. We don't want to come back and check. Um we don't do want we don't want to do follow up emails. We want things answered immediately. And as a result of that that activity, I think that the um, the momentum will will continue. Certainly, the um, executive order and the um, president's management council, Um, some dollars being allocated. These discussions are taking place. So it's not like you're um, alone having this conversation on customer experience. You know, I think that the momentum will um, continue. So the the policy, the legislation, et cetera, I think was all in place. I also think technology and industry and then the demands of the citizen, you know, I think all of that will continue and uh, keep the momentum
0: going. So, Teresa, my final question for you. What advice can you share uh, to help agencies and programs operationalize these efforts?
1: Um, I think the advice that I would, I would provide is, is to um, really try and understand, first and foremost, when a citizen is engaging with an agency and why. And what data it is that they, they need and what data it is that the government needs to be able to perform their job or their mission. And so I think when people understand that, I think they'll be able to set forth plans. Again, I'm not. it is not an easy step to just say I'm engaging in a customer experience or a citizen experience. I'm engaging in some type of experience or relationship, whether it's with a government agency or whether it's in the commercial world. That experience um, is gonna lead to an outcome of trust. In many cases, if you wanna talk from a government perspective, or repeated customer if you want to talk about it from a commercial perspective.
0: Well, Teresa, before I let you go, do you have any final thoughts to share with our audience?
1: I would say from a Maximus perspective, we are in the business of customer experience. It is a, a main component and core of our business. It is up to us actually to stay fully engaged on the technology and some of the new products that are coming out to to, um, to make things easier. Everyone talks about artificial intelligence, conversational artificial intelligence, bots. Um, all of these these technologies contribute to streamlining or improving, if you will, the customer experience. And you have to have the knowledge and the experience to be able to implement these things for that kind of outcome. And that is really a uh, fundamentally part of our core business. If you take a look at what's happening um, also from a technology consulting and services perspective, Related to that, the legacy applications have to be modified in many cases or upgraded or updated. Very difficult, in, in all fairness to the federal government, to do, right? So hard to do all that. Many of the agencies have plans to do that, and, and we sort of, um, we we believe we're experts at that. Understanding the customer, understanding citizen experience, what that actually means, understanding legacy applications, and then that whole journey, um, critical and I, I, we are um, very good at it.
0: That is going to do it for us here today at GTI. Teresa, thank you again so much for joining us. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure to get your insights, and I'll look forward to our next conversation.
1: Um, thank you, and thanks for inviting me to have this podcast with you all today.
0: And thank you to our listeners. To learn more about the best practices, lessons learned, and proven strategies for using innovative technologies to address the biggest challenges faced by federal, state, and local governments, visit GovernmentTechnologyInsider.com. I've been your host, Kevin Tierney, and until we talk again, so long.